What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you today for joining us on the podcast. Um, it's great for you to come back once again. It's your first time listening to our podcast. If you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe and tell your friends, your, your, your grandma, and even tell your dog that, that we got the podcast here on YouTube. Um, but we're going to get into talking about this topic today with our young brothers. Let's go ahead and pay some bills real quick, and we'll be right back. I'm E. And I'm Jay. And we're the host of Opinionated Reality. In this podcast, we have discussions about various topics that come up throughout our everyday life as a married couple. Whether it's discussing living a B1 lifestyle. Or things we did as 90s kids. We give insight into what we believe and everything I say is reality. Wrong. It's your opinion. <laughs> well, you can follow us on Instagram at opinionated underscore reality where you can find clips of our podcast, t-shirts that we're selling, and even motivational quotes. Also, if you live in the Atlanta area and you're in need of a photographer, please contact me on my Instagram at jnicolephotos. And thanks for listening. An important message from Youth Fountain Laboratory, makers of Basil Flux and Basil Flux for Men. If you're over the age of 35 and over the years you've eaten pizza, dairy foods, deli meats, or meats with fat, you are likely to have some degree of plaque buildup in your veins and arteries. This increases your risk of suffering a stroke or heart attack exponentially, and no one wants such a catastrophic event to occur. Introducing Plaqueout. Plaqueout is made of all natural ingredients proven to help. Dissolve clots in the blood. Remove calcium deposits and plaque from the walls of veins and arteries. Improve viscosity of the blood. Improve elasticity of the veins and arteries. Treat varicose veins. And prevent the reoccurrence of plaque buildup. For more information, visit Youth Fountain Laboratory at youthfountainlab.com or call 1-800-853-7856. And remember, to help unclog veins and arteries, get the plaque out. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. So today we got to talk about our young brothers and the sport of hockey. Now, growing up, I didn't know anybody in the black community that was playing hockey at all. Most of the people I knew in the black community was playing um, football. That's including myself. I play football. People playing basketball. Um, I tried to do basketball, you know, organized basketball. I just wasn't coordinated enough for organized basketball. I could play in the neighborhood. And, you know, sometimes we used to play baseball, um, but we never had access to hockey. So you got these two young brothers, black hockey players, are calling out the sport for racism that they have endured from other players, as well as the league's reluctance to rectify the problem. I told y'all, anywhere this Mzungu is located, he's more of population of something or more dominant of something you're going to deal with racism as i told y'all white supremacy is their culture we can't be afraid to say that white supremacy is their culture they've been doing this for for 500 years already it's a culture by now okay so we have to understand that um the moment you do, you don't think that it's a culture that's when you're gonna be confused that's when you're gonna be trying to rationalize it as to just some phenomenon no it's a culture we have to accept that as the Mazungu culture. So it said Brandon Bernard and his 14 year old twin brother Landon were initially subjected to racist taunts from the opposing team at a January 9th hockey game. Let's say the players of the 14 and under team Ashburning stream were recorded on video making monkey sounds. Every time one of the boys skated by that said now the two Frederick Maryland freeze players are speaking out about their troubling experiences and the lack of support they feel 
they have so far received from USA Hockey in handling the matter. Now, we know that anytime we're racially terrorized, this is what it is, is racialized terrorism, psychological terrorism that's happening to black people. And we need to keep calling that as such. It's not just racism, it's terrorism because they're terrorizing you um, every step of the way. And the reason why I call it terrorism is because there's a documented history of how taunts turn into lynchings. Taunts turn into angry mobs of Mazungu showing up at your crib with guns, trying to burn you out your house, all that. It usually starts with taunts and things like that. So I don't take anything they say or anything they do in that manner lightly due to their history. Okay. I look at everything they do is a threat on my life and I need to make sure I am prepared to defend my life to the fullest. And you should too, dealing with these white supremacists. And let me tell you something, the white supremacists, they start young. Let me tell you something. When you start hearing your child come home at three, four years old, said they called you the N word at school and it wasn't a teacher. It was one of their the, the, little children. The white supremacy start early with them. So they say the second account of egregious behavior occurred on March the 6th in Ashburn, Virginia and Ashburn extreme player skated up to Brandon and called him the N word. Them devils, like I said, they, they can't help themselves as they followed the confrontation. Brandon reacted as instructed by his father because he has his mother and his father in his life and went and told the referee. So while the extreme neglected to act on a report within a few days, USA hockey had opened an investigation. It led to the suspension of extreme coach Carl Huber for 10 games, hockey director, Troy McCormick for five games and an unnamed player for three games. I have the Bernards did not find out about the ruling two months later saying that they felt decisions made by USA hockey were not severe enough and should have involved some form of public rebuke for the behavior. Let me tell you something, black people, anytime that you deal with some white supremacy, bring it to social media to go ahead and report who you need to report to, but bring it to social media, tell the, the story, let drop names. And trust me, the people will pick it up. You don't have to do nothing. Just give the information and the people will make sure to condemn them. They would have, listen, the people would have made them publicly rebuke them. The people would have made them come out and talk about why is it isn't more diversity in these to particular sports, right? That that's what they would do. Okay. So make sure, make sure, make sure to always never hide an incident with a white supremacist treating you bad or they, they white supremacist children or whoever else they got going on. Okay. Cause one thing they'd like to do is operate in the cover of darkness. See, yes, they, they did something to them, but the reason why you're not satisfied is because you didn't even know what was going on too. It would have been more severe if the public knew that's the way, you know, these Mazunga corporations work when they expose, they do a little bit more. If they, if, if they get to sweep it underneath the rug and nobody knows, well, they'll give them a slap on the wrist because at the end of the day, they don't care about their racism. They're, they're cool with it. Like I said, that's part of the culture. You know what I'm saying? It's no big deal. So they say that Brandon Bernard said he originally thought the noises, you know, were they were making was simply chanting until he was informed. Otherwise he said, it broke me down. He said, after the initial incident, he said, his father, Lionel Bernard decides to talk to his sons about the nature of what they experienced and how to respond to it. He said, if this happens again, 
the first thing you should do is reach out to the referee or coach. Don't retaliate or get upset. Nah, listen, I'm a father. I wouldn't give that advice. I wouldn't. No. You call me the N word, you do that. See, I'm a little bit one to get underneath your skin. You, you, you'd have done that mess to me. I was, I've been like, your mama didn't say that last night though. Your mama, your mama loved, loved me. You know, oh, you're N word. So your mama didn't say that last night. Just simple things like that. Then you flip it and get it on them and make them want to fight. And say, and then, okay, cool. You in hockey. You mean, go ahead and bust a move you want to. See, I'm a firm believer of retaliating. Don't tell me not to retaliate. I don't have to physically retaliate. Cause see when people think retaliate, they thinking physically, right? Black people, you gotta know how to turn on the roast game, roast them. Okay. You can call me the N word all you want, but I can call you a thousand things right back. The whole game. I'll be talking to you just, just because you call me that, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying, see y'all have to get out of letting these Mzungus get you in your, in your feelings behind that word. Now is that it's times that you can use the, those feelings to your advantage. For instance, if they call you that on the job, then yes, get emotional as possible. Oh, get emotional, bring it on. Oh my God. Feel so bad because you, now you're trying to get that check. You feel me? But if it's not that kind of situation, man, don't let, don't let them, they, listen, these people get a kick out of watching you get emotional. Do you understand that? They devils. They love to watch you, you know, hurt. They love to watch you in pain. They even love to watch you die. They get off on that. Y'all don't, you don't realize how how much the, these these you know white supremacists are so so in league with the devil. They feed off of your pain. They feed off of your tears. They feed off of your suffering. Only devils you know do that. You understand? So don't give the devil what he wants. Retaliate without putting hands on nobody. So I disagree with the father on that. Yeah, let the referee know fine, but the whole game is on between me and you. Now he says, I also told them this to dad that this is what you could expect when you're playing a sport that has a limited number of minorities playing in it, particularly black people. Okay. He said, you're going to run across this thing, but note that you're not the first individuals who have faced racism in sports, which is true. Now I know they got a brother, a couple of brothers in the NHL, you know, they say when it first, when it came to the second instance of racism, Brandon remember his father's advice when confronted with an extreme player calling him the N word. He said, the first thing I did when I heard it, he said, I was angry. Then I calmed myself down. And then I ran over to the ref and say this, this, and this happened. And I was so-and-so right. He said the game continued on since the two referees did not hear what was said. Brother Landon, a goaltender was informed about the slur from a teammate. And he responded by letting the rival team score enough goals for the mercy rule to be invoked to bring the game as well as a whole ugly encounter to an end. He said the majority of racist incidents that take place on the ice are not made public or not reported through proper channels, said Dante Abercrombie, a member of the Washington Capitals Black Hockey Committee, which involves the community leaders tackling the issue of racism, introducing the sport to several underserved communities. They said, we want to educate to eradicate racism. Abercrombie said, say, of course, the individual need to be suspended, but they've shown they're not mature enough to be part of the competition or USA hockey at the moment. So suspend their ability to participate, but don't just cut them off. You have to rehabilitate, so to speak, so that this doesn't happen again. And honestly, so this individual becomes an advocate for race relations in the future. Um, no, the only way a white supremacist, even a young white supremacist, 
will understand what they did wrong. It has to be consequences. So for instance, if this young white supremacist is calling black folks to N word, okay, we suspending you for the rest of the season. And matter of fact, you're done until next year and you have to go to, um, you know, you know, like for instance, this is what they, what they need to do. You know, like when someone is accused of, of anti-Semitism, and you know how they tell them you need to go to the Jewish museum and you need to talk to rabbis and all these different things that, that, that black folks have to do, you know, to get back in good graces, you know, have an apology tour. Well, well, well you know what? I think that should happen to these little white supremacists. You know, you need to go to the African-American history museum or some sort of African-American museum in your, in your area or travel to one. Um, you need to talk to black leaders and, 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 um, you know, and let them talk to you about and educate you on racism and white supremacy. And, you know, you need to have an apology tour. And then next year, once you prove that you've done all that, you can come back. You understand what I'm saying? Well, why we as black folks need to start enforcing that if the Jewish community enforces that when, when you are accused of, they say you're being anti-Semitic then I believe black folks need to follow that lead of the Jewish community and start making all these white supremacists go to the African-American history museums, no matter where they at and talk to black leaders, uh, whoever that may be in their area it could be grassroots activists or whoever in their area and talk to them and let them educate them on why anti-blackness is wrong and why using that terminology is wrong. And then after they do all of that, then next year, let's see if they can come back and uh, try again. You know, I think that would be a great suggestion. Great, great suggestion to, to, to show that they're, they're um, serious, I would say, about ending their white supremacist ways. Now, say according to USA Hockey, say element of Ashburn's discipline would be uh, to include educational training and the recommendation of the organization's director of diversity and inclusion, um, a woman by the name of Stephanie Jackson. So they said many individuals and organizations have reached out to support the Bernard brothers as they have come to grips with their circumstances. Now I say the hockey players of color movement as a group of, uh, made up of players of color who offer guidance to younger players made a video urging them not to let what happened diminish their love for the sports. They, despite being forced to endure a difficult situation they said the brothers know that they are more uh, then racist taunts and they deserve to be treated as such. He said, I want to be defined by my personality and what I show Landon said. He said, not just the way I look or my skin color. He said, I couldn't say it any better. Brandon says, hey, how I treat my teammates, my game too. He said, I just want to be seen as another player. Um, black people um, just want to be seen, um, you know, as, as people just in general, right? We don't want to go through all that. But unfortunately, we, we live in a country of devils. So we have to fight Satan every step of the way. Um, he said it is this yearning. He say for normalcy, it led the Bernards to hold videos with the monkey noises for months before releasing their stories to the public. They feared it would be a distraction and that other players may retaliate. Okay. That's what they feared. They said, when you're this age, you're very sensitive as an adult. If someone does those things to you, you can deal with it. So you can process it. They say, but at this age, it gives them an impression they're not wanted. They say they're very peer sensitive. If their peers start talking to them this way, then it gives them the impression, okay, I don't want you to play this sport anymore. They said our goal primarily is to make sure that this doesn't happen to the kids on the ice. 
which leads them to quit or feel some sort of insecurity about themselves in the long term. This is what the father said. But, you know, ladies and gentlemen, it's, it's like this. White supremacists are going to be white supremacists. I'm a firm believer that, you know, if you want to do something, um, I feel you should do it. If, if that's something you love to do, I don't think you should let white supremacists run you off. I can tell you from personal experience, you can intimidate white supremacists very easily. It is not very, it's not hard to intimidate white supremacists. I always told y'all the biggest way to deal with white supremacists is to let them know that number one, you don't scare me. Number two, I don't bar you. Number three, ain't nothing about you impress me. Not at all. And if you call me a name, understand, I'm going to retaliate the way you spoke against me. You understand? See, all that turning another cheek, not saying anything, white supremacists don't respect that. White supremacists respect power completely. Notice when a white supremacist, they go to kill black people. Notice they're unarmed. Now, let's look at when, when brothers show up and sisters show up whether they in the Black Panther Party, they show up with guns, or if they in the NFAC, they show up with guns. Notice, notice those police don't go beat them up and, 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 and start stuff with them. Have you noticed that? I'm just, just saying, just, just pay attention to that. How many Black Panthers have you know they got just beat up by the police um, when they're all together with guns? No, see, they respect that. They, they, power respects power. That's what y'all have to understand. And a white supremacist, you cannot uh, uh, tell white supremacists to be better. They have to have a consequence to listen to you to be better. That's why I was saying about suspending them for a year and then doing doing exactly how the Jewish community do things, but do it on, on our way in reverse, right? They're not going to respect you, turn the other cheek. They're not going to do any of that. You got to let them know that, number one, I ain't scared of you. Number two, see, I told my son, look, this is what you do. Since you're on the ice, tell him something. And if you have an opportunity to check him, check him on the ice. And what I mean, you know, like in, in hockey, they can check you. I say, when you, when, you get, when you get a chance and it's legal, you know it's a legal check, man, check the hell out of it. Put him on his backside. I mean, the, do it the hardest way you can do it. Where you don't get you know kicked out the game or something like that. Cause see in hockey you can get away with that. It's like the NFL or some sort of football, right? Somebody talk crap like that in football. It's, oh, okay, all right. I got you. I got you. I got you. You know, I know in the NBA, you know, somebody talk crap or some sort of basketball. It depends if you want to take a technical foul or not. Cause you can take one. You know, um, if it's that important to you. At that time, so oh, okay. Well, shoot, you talking crap? All right, I got you. I got you. Sure, you can say, well, you can just beat him on the basketball court and embarrass him. You, you could, you could. But then it depends on how much you feel disrespected at that time period. Or they come down the middle, you know, you, <laughs> you, you can give them a, a hard elbow too, you know, and like, oh shoot, you know, I'm just trying, I'm just trying to get the ball. You know what I'm saying? They used to, that's how they used to do things back in the day in the '80s, you know, when. Uh, Jordan was playing and Detroit Pistons, you know, they were known for that back in the day. If you remember, you know, those teams, you know, when Jordan and they was playing them Detroit Pistons, but, um, yeah, I mean, you know, sports is always a way to retaliate. I wouldn't tell my sons not to retaliate, please. 
I say, no, they need to learn a lesson. Cause see, if I don't teach them a lesson, they're going to do this to the next black person. They think they could run monkey noises. I may can't stop all of you, but the one that said that in word to me, yeah, I'm, I'm going to make an example out of you in this hockey, uh, uh, uh rink. I'm going to make an example out of you. I'm going to make an example by beating you. And then I'm going to make an example by checking you one good time. Oh, I'm, I'm going to get you. Like I said, I, I will never tell my sons or daughters to not respond or just like, well, to brush it off and go tell somebody, man, forget that. Hell no. Then white supremacists don't learn nothing by telling. They know something by, by suffering. That's the only way they're going to learn. If they don't learn any lesson, I'm telling you, you know, you got to sometimes be the person to teach them that racism is wrong by consequences. Consequences could be lawsuits. Consequences could be, you know, um, if it's in a sport, checking them, you know, where it's, it's a legal check, some sort of way, um, in football, basketball, or, you know, some sort of contact sport, I'm going to say. You can kind of get away with, 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 you know, putting physical hands on them. Now, outside of that, you know, you got to, you know, make sure, <laughs> you know, how you handle that outside of that. But in sports, yeah, yeah, you can't run your mouth in sports. I said, because not, nah, I, I can get at you, but, um, you know, I would always tell my kids to never, never, never let them white supremacists get underneath your skin and get underneath their skin, roast them, talk to them all game, you know, score on them and stalk, talk to them, you know, they say, Oh, okay. You say, I'm a monkey. You say, you see how this monkey scored on you? I say, 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 I start calling him names the whole game. You know what I'm saying? Like just, 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 I'll be at it the whole game. I wouldn't let off of him. He want to fight me and that's cool. And the moment you swing, I'm putting you on your backside. I love you to fight because I'm not going to start no fight, but I'm going to finish it. That's where I was raised. And that's where I would raise my kids to. You don't start no fight with nobody, but you finish it. Cause you white supremacists, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, they're not going to respect you. They're not going to respect your children. Don't teach your children to, you know, uh-uh, that turn the other cheek, forget that. Yes, let the ref know. I'm not saying don't let the ref know what's going on. But after I let the ref know what's going on, it's on. <laughs> because I let you already know what would what, what happen. Now, now, now I got to get at you. I, I got to give you a good uh, a good, good value of, of education today on why you don't call black people that word. Um, I, 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 my, our young brothers, like I said, that's definitely, I hate they dealing with that. Um, this is why I always said that, you know, uh, integration just didn't work. I, I think personally, um, it's kind of like in school when you have two children that don't get along. And this is why I don't understand the concept of this because, you know, we bring this concept up, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's more so, uh, the Mzungu that complains that when we bring this concept up, yeah, it's some black folks too. Cause you know, some black folks, they love their massive more than life itself, but they be like, well, we tried that already. Tell them Mzungu. We tried that already and it didn't work. Who said it didn't work? Who said that? See, y'all don't like the fact that we bring it up that, you know, separation or expatriation is the only thing that's going to work. Cause how is it that separation in school works? For instance, you have two children. Can't get along for nothing. What does the teacher do? Do they do, do the teacher keep the two children together, or what does the teacher do? I'm going to change your seat. I'm going to I'm going to put whoever one is doing the most. I'm going to change your seat with uh, this child 
you're going to sit in that seat and they're going to sit where you see at, okay? And if they see the teacher see that works, then the teacher does that. She say, don't you talk to him? Don't you, don't you say nothing to him? You come here to your class, leave each other alone, right? Now, how many times, even some of you have dealt with this. I've dealt with this in school. That's called separating two children that don't get along. And once they're separated, they, they're cool because they just did not get along. Right? So if teachers could do that, sometimes they'll, sometimes that may not work and they may have to take the child and say, Hey, we're going to swap this child's class. Cause they still getting into it. Right? Okay. They swap the class They get the child, one of the children out the class. Everything is cool. What did the teacher do? Separation. Separation brought peace. You understand? So how, why is it when it comes to black folks, when black folks say, I think separation probably be the best bet because we don't get along. Oh, we tried that. Oh, that's not good. Oh, that's it. Like, well, wait a minute. It, well, well, tell teachers in school, don't separate children then because that's not good. T tell them that don't work. When it's proven separation works. And when two people do not get along. What it's like you, you it's like what you're trying to do is force some children who don't get along to sit right next to each other all day, to eat lunch with each other all day, to be everything with each other. And they always at each other's throats all the time because they don't get along. It don't matter if it's one child against the other one or, or, or vice versa, or could be both that don't like each other. But the fact is there's no peace there. There's no peace. Black people. And I know some black people who have that, who, who live that way. Black people that have hardly no interaction with, 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 with others that they don't get along with, even within the community, when they stay away from them, it's peace. So, so, so what is wrong? What is wrong with that? No, the fact is when, when black folks are advocating separation and black folks are saying, well, maybe we just need to do things on our own. You know, y'all do y'all, we do us. You know, we don't, it ain't, it ain't about hate uh, at all with any of that. It's about, listen, we understand we just don't get along because you don't want to get along. It ain't us. Cause black folks, like I said, we, we have tried for hundreds and hundreds of years to get along and you don't want to do that. And that's fine. You don't have to get along. You can continue being hateful. It's fine. But for our personal protection, for our safety, we need to, you know, do things on our own. Now, of course, you will have the plantation Jubilee uh, Negroes that's going to fight against that and, and they can live with you. But for the people who understand in our community knows that we, it would be better to do that. But once again, I'm going to talk about this. When you do that, the plantation Jubilee Negroes would be more upset with you because they know that that sort of thing bothers the white supremacist because now you are actually taking control of your community and taking control of your lives. And they fear a backlash from the white supremacist when they get upset with, with something like that, you understand? Um, so that's really a lot of the issue and problem too. But listen, no one can tell me that separation do not work because, okay, I guarantee you if they had a hockey league, and it was created by black people and everything. And it was mostly everyone was black in the league. I guarantee that wouldn't be a problem. 
it just be issues that say, cause just normal kid things, but not no racism. Racism is terrorism. It is terrorism. And the only way I'm repeat this again, just from my conclusion, based off of the hundreds and hundreds of years of treatment, separation or expatriation is the only thing that's really going to work at this point. They raise their kids, these white supremacists, to hate us. These are young white supremacists. This isn't like old ones. This isn't the Mitch McConnell people. No, this is the next generation of white supremacists already taught to hate black folks. So my thing to black folks is, is why do we keep enduring it? Why do we accept it? 